Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! Hollywood, California. It's a beautiful day beginning out here at 9 o'clock. Um, getting a little cooler, but I tell you, there's so many things happening, in, not only in the spirit realm, but in the natural realm. Um, I, yesterday, I literally finished the best I could <laughs> with my book, which means writing it, going over it, going over it as much as I could. And then um, now it's sent to the next person, which is a person that the Lord had put in my life to, um, we did ministry in France, but also he's an editor and he is editing my book. And the actual time that I finished the book was at 3.33 yesterday afternoon. So three is the number of Godhead and December 15th, three fives, which means grace, grace, and grace. So I just thank the Father for everything. And with that, let's go before the Father. Father, you said the scepter is always extended. And Father, I just come before you with the listeners, with the people that are listening in the archives. And Father, I ask that you just... Have me share what you want me to share. Have me say what you want me to say. Father, the needs you have, the needs the people have, let them let it come forth, Lord. Let whatever let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. Holy Spirit, have your way during this time that we have together. And I give all thanks to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I tell you, I feel very, very tired. You know, just like in the natural, in the spirit. When the natural, when you're giving birth, when you're carrying that baby, you're all joyful. When you first get pregnant and then you start growing and not only physically, things start getting bigger and you start getting a little bit more um, tired, 
And then it's like, oh, I just want this baby to come. <laughs> and so you start having pains, and you're like, oh, okay, the baby's coming now. And nope, the baby's not coming now. And then when it gets time for you to have that baby, all you want to do is like, come on, get it out, get it out. I'm ready to have this baby. And it doesn't matter how it gets out. I remember with my second son, I was saying, I'm going to have a natural. I'm not going to have any medication. I'm not going to have any of that. And by the time I had these major, major contractions, it's like I could, I could care less what they used on me as long as this baby came out. <laughs> so I did have an epidural, and that was to take the edge off. And once I had the baby, everything was forgotten, you know, although afterward very, very tired. But with both of my boys, you know, it, even though you can be pregnant, your pregnancies are always different. But the end result is you have a birth of a new baby. So I feel like that this morning. So please forgive me if I'm kind of like, well, she seems a little bit <laughs> here and there. That's because I just gave birth yesterday to this book. And just like in the natural, spiritually, it was some, um, you know, we live in this world and we're not of it. And God said, we're going to go through persecution like Jesus. And Jesus knew that we dealt with a real enemy and we deal with real enemy. And he who doesn't play fair and he'll try and, and bring this kind of pain and this kind of pain and just realize, uh-uh, I'm protecting this baby. Ain't nothing going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to push. I'm going to push. And I'm tired. I'm tired. But I'm going to push. I'm going to push. And now it's birth. So now it's getting cleaned up, you know, getting all the little gook off of it. And, you know, it's taken to the nurse. And the nurse is going to get the baby all prettied up. And while that is happening, the mama is resting. So mama is resting right now. I slept. From the time I finished, I came home, I laid down, and, well, after I sent it off to the editor, um, my, my uh, line editor, and I got up late last night, saw an email, got to talking to him, and he just gave such great words of encouragement. And I just, we had talked for a couple of years, and we're just updating each other on what was going on. I'm out in in California, and he's in the Midwest with the ministry, and we got to talking and realized that he and I are both going to be in France at the same time this, in 2012. I knew God was getting me ready to go back to France, and I, I have a family member that I had promised I was going to take to, to Paris, and so I'm saying, okay, Lord, you know I made this promise, so finances will come in, and I know that you want me to do this. And now I realize it's even for a bigger, bigger <laughs> stage because this um, minister, he is a minister, and myself, God had sent us to France back in 1996, the first time I went, and literally walked the grounds of Paris, um, he speaks fluent French. I speak a little. I didn't know that was my first um, mission trip, but it was soon realized that's it because I thought I was there for another reason. Went from there to Lyon, um, did ministry on the train, did ministry everywhere we went, lots of more. 
two years later, God sends me back this time, um, and this is in my book, Be Made Whole. I talk about this account where I didn't want to go back. I felt like, okay, I went, and this was a time when God was really dealing with me, and I was thinking at that time, remember, at that time I thought that you could sit there and go, you know, tell God no. I really did. I thought, you know, you could have an option, you know, but really, I, I think he knew in my heart I wanted to please him. It's just my flesh had to learn how to be crucified to listening to the voice of God and being obedient. So I wasn't obedient at the time, so a lot of things started happening to me, and I knew, I knew that I was in rebellion. Nobody had to tell me. They would, you know, other people would think I was having some bad luck and, wow, you're getting sick and all this stuff, but I knew it was because I was in rebellion. So once I had got on my knees, cried in the middle of the floor and said, Lord, I'll do what you say. And then immediately I got a call from the same minister who said the Lord said to call me and said, when are you coming to France? (laughs) So with that, I knew that after I finished this assignment, at that time of living in Virginia, working in Washington, and the arrangement had already been made, I would be staying over this woman's house in Lyon and in France. Some other things would happen. But what wind up happening is this time, the Lord closed all the doors and was was really asking me, are you going to still go? And I'm trying to say, well, God, no, you know, all these things are closed. And, you know, what am I going to do? I have a non-refundable ticket, and I only have about two or $300 to my name. And then silence. And I just knew I had to make a decision. And I wrestled with it, wrestled with it. And then I, I thought about all the worst-case scenario and would I still do it. And I just knew that God wanted me to go. It wasn't me wanting to go. So... I said, yes, okay, I'll go. And as I'm walking out the door, because I'm getting ready to go to the airport, um, I had said yes the night before, and then getting ready to go to the airport then, um, the same minister called and said, um, just wanted to see, are you still coming? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'll be there. And so he said, he'll, he'll meet me. So what happened is when I got to friends, not knowing, see, we don't know what obedience will bring, but God says he'll always have signs and wonders that will follow. So here was the sign that God had given me that he had ordained this this trip, which I knew it had to be him because I didn't want to go, and I knew it wasn't the same because he didn't want me to go and do anything for the Lord as he doesn't want any of us to do. So when I got there, that night there was a church that I was taken to, and because I was coming from the United States, they had taken me to the um, front on the platform, and here are all these men sitting, and I'm trying to tell them in my little bit of French, no, no, I'll sit down here with the congregation, and they're telling me, no, 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 you're sitting up here. And that night, I actually got to speak in front of a church, and I just said, only God can do this. But that's not the only thing that happened. When I went um the, the minister was able to find a hotel that was very, very cheap, and he was staying with some friends. So while I was at this hotel, that night I actually dreamt in French. Woke up, TV turned on, I could understand everything that was being said to me. It was like, what? 
God had shown another sign that I'm supposed to be there because now I'm understanding the, the language fluently and I am speaking it. This happened for one whole day. And after that, I went down to Leon. Um, this, the minister that I was with, he had got called with this other minister he was with. So I said, no, no, I know I'm here to keep walking the land and mapping the land. So I, he said, are you going by yourself? And I said, yeah, I, I'm going with the Lord. So I went down to Leon, and it was just miraculous because I had only been to this place two years prior with a group of people but this time it was I was literally on the train and saying, Okay, Lord, get out of Leon, where do we go now? It's like walk over to this bus. Okay, I we'll get on the bus. So we get on the bus and I said, Okay, where do I get off at? Tell me where to get off. Then I got off at that stop. Then I knew I had to take another kind of little train, so I took that train. So then I got off at this stop. I'm asking as we're on the train, where do I get off at this stop? Then it's now starting to get dark, but I'm not afraid. I'm with the Lord, and I'm on a mission. He wants me to go to the place where we pray for a church. And so I got off at this stop, and I started walking up this hill, and I was like, okay, this looks familiar, this looks familiar. And by this time, it has been dark. And the Lord led me exactly to the same place that I had been two years prior. And I prayed for the church to be built here, for God's voice to cross the land. I was high up on a hill in Leon. And then I just walked back and went back to um, just retrace my steps and went back. And, and now I'm in Leon and I um, actually get a hotel there, hotel room there. So I just felt, felt led to tell you that because a lot of times when God tells us to do something, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like, what? You want me to do what? But it's a purpose. And now, from that time in 1996 until this time, there is in in France, and it's amazing because um, I, it must be I have some kind of who knows. We never know why God does what He does. But sometimes it's because we may have in our DNA certain certain things. But. I, I always have French people come up and say something or I'll be somewhere and, and people will start talking to me and, and I'll just say a little bit of French and they're just like really shocked because they don't think Americans know any other languages. So with that, here it is, 2011, and he's showing myself and this, and this minister that I ministered with back in 1996 that we're going to be in this land that we've traversed all around, that many pastors have come forth. We actually met a gentleman who was um, not saved. He had led him to the Lord. He had a call in his life to be a pastor. And about seven years ago, I got to meet him when he came to the United States. And he has a church in the area that we prayed for a church. So God is just amazing. So I'm looking forward to 2012, um, specifically going to France, because um, what the Lord has put on this minister's heart is to have a worship meeting for people from all nations to come to France to worship the Lord, almost like the you know that you have the cry with Lou Engle in Detroit, and there's going to be a cry Hollywood next in March. 
that the people are going to come because God is, is crying it, is having his people cry out and the world will take notice. So this person has been given the mandate to um, have a worship, a day of worship in France from people all over the nations. And I just think it's so cool how God is having me there. I'm thinking it's for one thing, and now he's revealing I'm also there for something else. So it's, it's, just, it's just, I just love it. It's amazing. It's an amazing journey when you follow Christ. You know, um, one of the things that I did want to um, talk to you about is with the, um, the day of rest, because like I said, I'm really, really, matter of fact, when I finish with this broadcast, I'm going back to sleep <laughs> because my body is just worn out. And spiritually, you know, it's, it's, it's a time for rest. And I, I didn't understand when the Lord would tell me to rest. I would say, no, Lord, i got to do this and do this. And he would say, rest. And it's in the rest of the Lord is where we get not only refilled, you know, in, in our physical body, but we get refilled in our spirit when God can sit there and speak to us as we pray in tongues, that heavenly language would bypass our mind, then God can just speak to us. And it may just be a word or it may just be his presence, but we are in that place of receivership. And one of the things he would tell me a few years ago, I didn't understand why he wanted me to take Saturday. Now, I go to church on Sunday, and um, not only go to church on Sunday, but, the, you know, um, I'm part of the church all, all the time because as a minister, you know, God has opportunities to minister every day if we look for it. And every day there's something he wants me to say to someone. There's someone he may want me to lead to salvation. There, you know, it may be someone to give a word of encouragement or there may be someone who is going through some things and will have them call me and we'll spend time in prayer and, you know, hours talking to the Lord and praying for that person. So every day is, is pretty much, you know, putting a hand to the plow and doing the work that Jesus called us to do. He said, occupy until I return. But then there's a day when you rest. And the Lord kept dealing with me on Saturday. And I didn't understand because I'm like, well, you know, okay. You know, I know certain people do Saturday as their Sabbath. But I was wondering, well, why do you want me to do Saturday? And so he started showing me a Sabbath. And I'm just going to read Isaiah 56. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. And then another scripture is Isaiah 58. 13, 14. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath and from doing thy pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy of the Lord, honorable, and shalt honor him, not doing thine own way, not finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. The Lord is saying the Sabbath is holy. 
the Sabbath is set apart for the Lord. And when we set apart the Sabbath for the Lord, he honors the works of our hands the rest of the day. Sabbath, when I first was trying to, you know, in my mind thinking, oh, this is just me feeling whatever. And I remember one time trying to go out on Saturday and try to go shopping. And I kept getting the sense, nope, nope, go back home, go back home. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand this. And I just would go home. And then I started meeting other believers. And the Lord had spoken to them about the Sabbath. And I was like, huh, there must be something to this. Well, if you think about it, and, and I know in the next broadcast, I really want to talk about the feast of the Lord because that's something else God has been showing me is the feast. And the feast of the Lord is appointed by God. And it wasn't just for a certain group of people. It's for all people, groups, all people. He wants us to celebrate appointed times and seasons that he set apart. And he hasn't stopped. And I'll show even how Jesus kept the feast. And I truly believe this is all part of it because once we are married to the Lord, once we make the Lord by God, who is our maker and our husband, then what bride doesn't follow what their husband does? If Jesus went off in the morning to pray to the Father, before he did any ministry work? Wouldn't that be required of us? If Jesus went away from the group to rest, to get with the Father, should we not do the same? If Jesus went to the feast and celebrated the feast, wouldn't we want to do what our husband does? And I really believe that is what is happening, not only to myself, but to many, many, many who I just believe are people who are sold out to Christ and want to do his will. And he starts telling you things that you hadn't seen or heard before and starts realizing, well, there's scripture for that. So... You know, it, if it's scripture and this is what it says, then this is what he means. Because God is a king and his word is the law. And Jesus said that, you know, there'll be a day when the law will be written on your heart, meaning your heart is going to understand and recognize and, and, and say, yeah. And our spirit man is going to say, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do. Now, our head and our flesh is like, what do you mean we're going to do this? Well, we're not supposed to be ruled by our mind, will, or emotions. We're supposed to be ruled by the spirit. And the spirit will show us what is true and what is not true, what has become religion, what has become man-made thoughts or actions, and not what God wants us to do. So I just wanted to share that with everyone today. And as we go into this time of Sabbath rest, just ask the Lord about this. That's what I love about 
you know, the freedom. It just says Kathy or that's my uh, now is Ariel. And I have to keep reminding myself to continue to call myself Ariel because that's what he wants me to have everyone call me because it's the spirit man, you know. It's the spirit has to take over the flesh. And when it wasn't that time when that would happen, he would sit there and, and challenge me to just trust him, challenge me and say, let's just do it and see what happens. And I can tell you that going into Sabbath rest, I look forward to it. I turn off the phone. I turn off the TV. I just have on music. I'll be reading my Bible. I will lay down. And not only will I be refreshed in my body, I'm refreshed in my soul. So with that, Shabbat Shalom. See you next week. Bye-bye.